Hey, everybody. Welcome to Our Healing Voices, episode 37. Excited to have Ron Millward joining us today. Uh, really stoked to just drop in and get to know his story and have him share his voice today. Um, those of you who are brand new, want you to just get a quick download on what, what it is I'm doing here, what the goal was of Our Healing Voices. Um, initially, uh, the, one of the main, main motivators, there's two main motivators. First one is the healing journey. Um, I don't know. I was raised in the church, uh, still intrigued by the church communities and religious communities and spiritual communities all across, you know, the spectrum now. Um, and just have always been curious about healing and, you know, the language of, of the different backgrounds, right? Uh, pruning was the word that I remember using in my early twenties or whatever. It was like, all right, what do you got to prune? And like, I actually just pruned these apricots and plums here in the last uh, couple months, but prune, like prune, what's, what's going on mentally? Um, you know, I always thought, think about like synapses now, but just engaging in the healing process. We all have stories and experiences that we've walked through. Um, I had some shit go down when I was a young kid that, um, really just kind of paralyzed me for a lot of my teen years. Like I didn't look paralyzed, but I internally, dealing with a lot of just mental angst. Um, and then just having processed through that, the liberation that came, then I went to massage school and that liberation continued in yoga school. And it started to be like, oh my gosh, um, this healing journey is important, necessary, and um, really helping me a lot, you know? And so I think for me um, in launching this, it was all about like, sometimes I felt alone right? Because like, not every, you know, you, I go to the bar with friends, not everybody wants to drop in and talk about the shit they're healing, you know? And so it's like, um, this has been the, you know, this has been the trip since I, you know, turn in my twenties and thirties. It's like, what Aaron's trying to talk about what right now? Why is he, why is he dropping in right in, you know, about that? So, uh, part of it is like, I just want us all to realize those of us who are engaged in this body, mind, spirit, wellness evolution, just to know we're not alone, just to know that there's other people like walking the, the brave, the brave, courageous path and saying like, okay, well, what, what could I shift here? What can I change here? What do I need to prune here to like make life better for me and the people around me? So that's a big motivator is just healing in general, wanting people to feel free to, uh, and to know that other people are engaged. Uh, and then the last piece is voices. I think oftentimes, you know, I was raised by two counselors. So I was constantly like, it was constantly communicated to me that my voice mattered. Right. So like, I just got that download all the time as a kid. It was like, I got to listening, like insane amount of listening, um, an unfair amount of listening, to be honest, it sometimes feels like. <laughs> so, um, so part of my, I feel like my twenties and thirties, when I was teaching high school, it was all about like, wanting to hear other people's voices, like wanting people to share what the hell's going on in their world. You know, I remember my students, we would get, get in a huge circle. There'd be 30 of us. And I, uh, we'd watch like a short film and then we would just literally go one by one and everybody would do the best listening they could and just focus on listening. And that person would get to have the mic. And I just loved it. And so I think that's also part of this is I want Ron to know, I want you to know the listener. I want you to know that your voice matters. And it's really important to find people in safe places where you can, um, you know, get real. So, um, all right. On that note, um, yeah, I'm really, really stoked that Ron, you're joining me today. Thanks so much for taking the time out. 
I know you're a busy man running a, a nonprofit organization and in school. Um, I'm so thankful that I found you um, on the inter internet. Um, you know, I, I, your, your girlfriend, Vicky, and I go back and my wife, we go back. Shoot. I mean, it could be like a decade. It could uh, around a decade. Uh, we were, worked at a teen camp together, a hippie teen camp and, and connected and vibed and loved, loved her. And so then when I saw you popping up on photos, I was like, oh, who is this guy? And uh, anyway, I, yeah, just been really inspired following you over the last, last year and a half or so. And um, Ron is the founder and president of Balanced Veterans Network. Uh, he's a people first, passionate, creative, dedicated to creating a safe space for the education advocacy and empowerment of alternative therapies for veterans and their families. And I just am really inspired by the work you're doing uh, within the veteran community, but also just like online, just inspire, like inspiring a lot of us um, and, and giving us an opportunity in a way to, to support veterans that are, you know, that are on the path um, and, and being, being able to engage in that. Um, so anyway, on that note, Ron, um, I yeah, just am grateful for you being here and would love for you to just drop us in on what, what led you here. Like, are there, are there some pivotal moments, obviously military years, but like, you know, prior to that, right, as you found the military at 17, tell us a little bit about how you got to where you are right now and, and, and have found this to be the work that you're, you're diving into day in and day out. Yeah. Wow. What an intro. Oh my goodness. <clears throat> Dude, you're, you're an incredible communicator. Your energy is contagious and I'm so grateful to be sitting here having this conversation with you. So thanks, man. Awesome. And um, man, you, you nailed it. We are not alone. And I felt so alone. I mean, really that's kind of what led me to balance this feeling alone in that space and that, that healing journey that what in the hell am I doing? <laughs> mm -hmm. um, yeah. And I mean, there were lots of different things that sort of led me to where I am. I mean, everybody's got that, that story, that journey. But for me, it was it, it really was childhood leading into joining the military at 17 years old. I mean, I'm a kid, really. I mean, you're, you're not really understanding what it takes to be a, a man, what it takes to, to lead. And so um, I learned all of that through the military, which, you know, has a lot of benefits, but there are also a lot of uh, interesting parts, I'll say. It's not, not bad, but it's different. And I think that from that, um, I learned a ton and really took everything that had happened in my childhood and all of those struggles and suppressed it. And I joined the military and you just grind and you do what you're supposed to and you forget all of that and you suck it up and you move on and you build into whatever you need to be. And in all honesty, that's detrimental. It was not healthy to live that way because you take a lot of people that are joining the military, their incentives. I mean, now I think I saw there was a $25,000 enlistment bonus for the Navy. Like there are incentives to get people that are already in a sort of struggling place to be like, wow, there's an outlet, there's somewhere I can go. And then you've got your meals paid for, you've got your housing, you've got everything taken care of as long as you're able to sit in the system that, that is never going away. And so, you know, I think that, that that's all great and it's necessary, but then afterwards, there's got to be some sort of retransition. All right, you're done. Your duty's over. How do you come back? And that is where things got really, really interesting for me. Um, mm -hmm. So I, uh, I had a, and I'm kind of jumping through a lot oh, of good. stuff here, yeah, but I ended right. up having a suicide attempt in 2014. I 
had a couple deployments under my belt. I had lost a few friends to suicide and I was drinking just a ton. I was trying to not feel what I was feeling and I couldn't explain it and I couldn't understand it. And just a mess of things. I had relationships failing there. I had all of my job duties failing and um, I could not find myself and felt like the only way out was to really get out of this life. And um, it breaks my heart now looking back at how in pain and uncomfortable and uh, just not happy I was. And, um, you know, I'm not saying that I figured it out. I'm here. I'm happy. Everything's better. We're, we're killing it, but I'm a lot better than I was, you know, five, six years ago. And so I'm grateful for that, but yeah, I'm, you know, lots of different experiences had shaped me. You had mentioned the uh, you know, growing up in the church world and things like that. And really that was fundamental for me. I, I grew up going to church as well. I played music. I had learned all about what you do and don't do and super judgmental and right and wrong and heaven and hell. And so in the back of my mind and every decision I'm making, I'm looking at it through those lens mm -hmm. and uh, realized that a lot of that wasn't serving me either. And so there's, there's, there's a lot there that, that had to be unpacked. And it was only through a myriad of modalities that I was able to sort of start to pick apart the pieces, deconstruct everything from my childhood to my military experience to now what I've got going on and being able to figure out what is my true north? What are my values? What do I want? What am I here for? And um, really trying to, to find my purpose. And from a young age, even in that church world, I had felt like I was here to help people. And I didn't know what that looked like at all. I have no idea, but it was I, you know, we've all got ego, but really I don't care. I'm not here to like glorify myself or get my name out there or build my thing. Like I genuinely want to see these people in pain, not be in pain. I was not going to be here five or six years ago. I was going to be non-existent, another suicide statistic. Mm -hmm. And um, I get a chance to, to help other people that may be close to that or thinking about that or had tried that. I mean, our community is, is riddled with trauma and, um, and mental health issues. And so, you know, it's, it's really been a, a complex and deep journey for me and an experience in just learning a lot about myself, working with a lot of professionals. I've, I've spent a lot of time in talk therapy and trying different modalities. And um, that has been super helpful for me. Uh, but yeah, really, it's, it's getting in touch with what you need. And sorry, I'm rambling on a little bit, but I love it. Lots, I love lots, it. Lots, don't don't stop. It's things. good. It's good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Um, mm. yeah, I mean, I was getting, getting chills over here. Just listening to you share. It's, uh, yeah, I might kind of want to dive into a couple of those or as, as much as you're willing, like, so it's, going wherever, man. Yeah, so it's like, it. so you had that you, yeah. Amidst the, the military experience, um, saw some fellow, fellow, you know, veterans or fellow active duty people like commit suicide. Uh, we're feeling super dark yourself. Um, you have inside, you have this, like from the get go, we're raised in this, like, how can I help people? How can I help people? Right. Which probably led you to the military in, in some ways, right. Was like, Hey, here's a, here's a way in which I can help people that drive to help people. You go through this extremely dark time and, and then kind of are like, what, what, where was the, like, where did you, yeah. So you talk therapy, some of the, like, where, where was the, like, oh, balanced veterans network. Like there are people struggling. We got to do something about this, <laughs> you know, like, 
Well, I got really real with myself and uh-huh. through like some of these other, you know, modalities and talking to people, I realized like none of those people could help me. None of them could save me. It was all on me. And I realized that like you could sit and talk therapy and you can hear them and they can tell you what you need to do. But if you're not going to take the actions and the steps to like change your life and do things different, then it's not even worth your time. And so I, I had really... I had gotten serious about wanting, like I had just tried to commit suicide. Like there's something severely wrong here. I didn't want to be alive. I got institutionalized Uh um, and I spent uh, about 35 days in a psych ward and an inpatient alcohol facility because I had just gotten back from a deployment. I was drinking heavier. Part of that was I took a handful of pills and I drank. And so that was the next step. It was probably the most helpful experience of my life. One, they put me on a shit ton of pharmaceuticals, which is never, you know, it's never a good thing. But I also learned a lot about myself. I was under surveillance for 24, you know, 24 hours a day. I I had realized like, there's really nothing wrong with me. I'm not crazy. I'm not like, I want to be here. I'm a, I'm a genuinely happy person. I believe there's just all of this trauma that I had never, you don't even know what to do with it. You can't break that down and understand how you're supposed to process all of the, whatever it is, there's mm-hmm. lots of different things that had sort of happened while I was deployed. And, and uh, it's stuff that doesn't happen to everyday people usually. So you're like, who do I talk to about this? How do I process this? Mm-hmm. I mean, by the time I was there, I had lost four friends to suicide on active duty. And so like the first one, I didn't go back to work for three weeks. I, mm-hmm. I just, you know, it was my best friend. He was my neighbor. We sat on the porch. We drank beers together. We talked about life. I knew his daughter. I knew his family. Uh-huh. And, um, you know, I was one of the last people that he talked to before he took his life. And that, man, that fucked me up. Uh-huh. I was re- it still messes with me. I, uh-huh. I still I think about Mike every single day. Uh-huh. And um, he he is really a, a major, major motivator for balanced veterans. Michael Maldonado, the, yeah. the first person I ever lost. And I can't even say his name without choking up. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you know, and I, for some reason I had felt like, oh, that was my homie. Like this is, this is the way then if, if he did it, then I should do it. And, oh, you know, man. that's sort of towards the end of me getting out of the military. That was, that was how I felt. I had felt like there was nobody that was going to be able to help me. All of these pills they had me on were just making me feel like a zombie. I was gaining so much weight. I was just sitting on my couch. I did not, I was miserable and that's oh. no way to live. Oh. Um, yeah. And so it's, it really was just a lot there. And at a young age, I think at that point I was, I was 20, 21. Yeah. And I'm just like, you know, there's a lot of your brain still developing. There's trauma that's thrown in there. My nervous system's completely fucked. Uh-huh. Like everything's going, I'm in fight or flight all the time. And um, I knew nothing. I didn't know these terms. I knew nothing about different modalities and breathing and yoga and some of the things that could help in those times. And so, you know, even now realizing some of those should have been introduced in the military, some of these very natural coping mechanisms that can help you regulate your nervous system should be more utilized in the military. And so since they're not, we're teaching people as they get out. And, um, you know, that's where balanced veterans uh, really came into play in my own healing journey. I, again, I felt alone. I felt like there wasn't a place that I was able to openly talk about the modalities that I was using. So I was on a bunch of pharmaceuticals. I was on around nine pills and feeling like a zombie. I, you know, was still miserable and this is post-service. And a friend of mine introduced me to cannabis and I was able to, for the first time, kind of disengage my mind and my body. And I was offline for a second. I was able to think a little bit. I was able to get out of that, 
that trauma response and be able to just feel for the first time, like some, some real emotions. And, um, it was powerful mm. and it, you know, it was a little uncomfortable, but it was also really powerful and it took some time to kind of get used to that. Um, but that was my first experience. And then I'm like, why in the world are more people not able to utilize this or try this? I mean, it was illegal where I was trying it. I had never had the option to. And so, um, that kind of, we had started in really the cannabis space. And so our organization was connecting veterans in legal states to medical marijuana cards. Yep. Um, and so we would just, you know, try to break that barrier down to get them on a state program and then provide all of the education around how it helps incorporating, you know, all the different cannabinoids, terpenes, CBD, all of the stuff that's helpful, not just smoking and feeling better. Like right. why, why are you? And then really it's important to, with any modality to develop the relationship with that. And so just teaching people how to use it, you know, less is more sometimes and mm -hmm. understanding your body and how it reacts to things. Um, so yeah, back in uh, 2018, that was when we had sort of taken the leap. I had gotten with a couple other combat veterans that are on our team and uh, we formed a board and started to help as many people as we can. And we haven't stopped. And I feel like in the midst of the chaos, I haven't been paid a penny. Our team is all volunteer. In the midst of everything that we're doing, it is some of the most difficult work that I've ever done. I wouldn't trade it for the world. I get the opportunity to talk to so many people that are struggling. And I also get the opportunity to talk to so many people that have found some freedom, you know? And mm -hmm. so there's a, a spectrum when people are coming to our organization. Some folks are, Hey, I've been utilizing this for a while. Teach me to use it better. Or we've got folks that are still on We've got folks that are still in the military that are watching and listening. And how can I learn more about, you know, some of this information? So, yeah. It's ever evolving and um, really excited. We did take a, a huge shift in the last year and a half towards more of the wellness space. Uh -huh. So we're a wellness nonprofit, educational nonprofit, and we introduce people to all alternative therapies. So we've got four initiatives, mental wellness, movement, Operation 1620 and Project Triangle. And within each of those, there are different modalities and tools and education that can help people. So yeah, we're, we're really proud. It, there's a lot of work to do still. We're still evolving and, and growing and building teams and mm -hmm. trying to secure the, the funding and support, but it has been, it has been very, very beautiful. Really. Mm. Mm -hmm. Wow. So is this, oh, yeah, I'm just grateful, grateful for the work you're doing and, and the team you're, you, you've created and the team you're, you're growing. I mean, it's such a, you know, I was, just going back to the church thing, you know, I was raised in the, yeah, I know from being from Lancaster, you know, these people, you know, my, you know, I was raised in the church of the brethren. Oh yeah. Yeah. You know, the Mennonites oh, yeah. church of the brethren, freaking peace, peace hippies or whatever, you know, like Trendy menis, baby. Love it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, anyway. So like, um, for me, I had such like a, a closed off worldview when it came to like, the military and even i mean it was almost like it was a little in my opinion it was toxic it was toxic peace <laughs> you know it was like you know it was like uh we you care about it was it was a bubble yeah. you know and it was like uh not acknowledging what is you know and like not addressing what is and not to say that's the we whole don't church. talk about it it's not there exactly <laughs> exactly so it was yeah anyway so i raised in that little bubble um but for me i mean yeah war military i mean this has been right this is uh the, the way the humans have interacted forever it seems right and so it's like and 
hearing your story, hearing other military vets stories, it's always like a, okay, how can we, <laughs> how can our system change so that people don't have to go do that anymore and experience all that, you know, like the pain, right? The, the, what you went through, right? The stuff you saw that, that like, it's, yeah, you, you wouldn't want anybody's eyes to have to see that, right? The stuff, like stuff that yeah. you saw or other, other veterans have seen, it's just like, um, but people have, people are seeing that. And I'm just so grateful that like, that you, you, you have this heart for like, how can we help these people? How can we help people on their journey and, and get them resources, get them education, right? Anyway. Absolutely. And, you know, I don't, I don't know if you are familiar with psychedelics or talk about that at all or yeah. anything like that. But um, as far as, you know, <clears throat> I see that there is just this huge system at play and there, you know, there's a lot that feeds into that and, you know, war is real, but evil is also very real. And so I think that it will always sort of, it always has been and will, even in the Bible, you know, there's always been war, there's always been conflict and um, it's difficult, but I do think that we could do a better job of, of caring for our warriors, for caring for them and, and when they come home and explaining processes and helping people reintegrate. And, you know, there are, I know so many successful folks that have seen a lot more than I have. You know, and I, I've also seen folks that are worse than I am and never deployed. So like, it really does come down to that individual wow. and what they've gone through in their lives. And, you know, staggering statistic, our team has, has been doing some research and just trying to, to focus on some of our, our marketing. And we've realized that a majority, and there are a lot more veterans that have not deployed than have deployed, but a majority of the suicides are non-combat veterans. And so that's a staggering statistic, meaning that even just the, I mean, just me alone, take a deployment out of it. I joined the military at 17 and that's what taught me to be a man or taught me how to be a productive member of society. And that, while it does serve me and taught me a ton of tools, it doesn't always serve you when you get out to be the hard charging, aggressive warrior, whatever you were trained to be in the military. And so really finding yourself and, and, the balance and all of that, like, how do you still, you know, keep that the warrior in the garden, you, you know, it's there, but you're disciplined enough to be able to take the steps to, to get better and to reintegrate and to ground and mm -hmm. just to be a part of, of society. It's, it's really difficult. And I do not have it figured out. It's, mm -hmm. it's, it's wild how, how different it is for everybody, you know, totally. and depending on their, their Maslow's hierarchy of needs. What is your housing like? What are your financials like? What is, there's so many things that play into how we feel, how we cope, how we deal with, with the conflicts that are coming into our lives. And so it's, it's difficult. It is, mm -hmm. but it's also fun for me to have conversations with people and sort of get that assessment of all the things that are going on and all right, how can we help you? What's a, what's maybe a path or a direction that you haven't tried before that might be able to help. And um, it's mm -hmm. fun. I find yeah. it to be a fun challenge. Yeah. Oh, well, just, yeah, just grateful, grateful for the work you're doing. And, and uh, if, if somebody did want to connect specifically to Balanced Veterans Network, whether it's a veteran or like what, what's, what are their options or if, or if it's somebody who just wants to donate or, um, you know, play a, play a supporting role in that way or volunteer, um, what might you suggest to them? Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for asking. Um, we support not just veterans, but veterans, their family members and caregivers. So if there's anybody that, 
you know, it, I feel as though my family has taken a really dark brunt of my healing journey. My girlfriend, my, my parents, like they've seen me in some of the darkest, most difficult times of my life. And then what, you know, like they don't have anywhere to process that and have the conversations around what's going on. And so we really wanted to create that space as well. And so it's not just for veterans, but caregivers, supporters, family members. And then, yeah, folks that believe in our mission and see the work that we're doing, there are ways to, to support us financially or volunteer. But balancedveterans.com is the best uh, website to head to or bvn.vet. Um, you can also send an email to support at balancedveterans.com and that will be answered by anyone on our team. Um, so yeah, there's lots of, we're on social media and so you can connect there as well. But really anywhere you send a message, someone from our team is going to see it and they're going to get somebody plugged into whatever they may need. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times we, you know, if it's something that's, that's more crisis driven and we can't handle that, we'll connect them to professionals that can. Um, so it's, we're not sitting here taking on, uh, you know, crisis roles that we can't, we really want to make sure people are safe and yeah. uh, they have the resources that they need. Yeah. Mm. So good. When you're, when you're talking through when, so yeah, would you mind sharing like, so if a veteran's listening to this, and like, or somebody, or somebody just who's going through a tough, dark time, you know, what, what have been like three, like three things that have, I mean, so cannabis has been one support. Anyway, would you mind sharing like top three, you know, top three things that have really helped you kind of find the earth again? If you, you know what I mean? Like it, you Man, know, I need, I need them daily. I'm not, yeah. Better, yeah. Same. you know, I, yeah, I yeah. feel like we just continue to equip ourselves with tools that help. And so mm-hmm. <clears throat> what I've noticed though, is I feel a lot better and grounded now because I'm like, all right, well, that didn't work, but this might. So I have more options. I have more tools to use when I'm trying to ground or, you know, you know, just dysregulate my immune or my, my uh, nervous system and just mm-hmm. kind of find myself again. It can be really difficult, but really breath uh, breath is everything. And I, you know, I, I never really paid attention to what I did. I mean, they teach you how to shoot and you're, you're keeping control of your breath and all that sort of stuff. But really in every single situation, if you want to know how you feel, like find your breath. And if you're starting to sort of get, you know, a little bit out of regulation and trying to take some deep breaths and just ground and center and, and find yourself again. And I know that sounds a little bit hippie and whatever, I don't really care, but it's the reality when you're breathing, you're living. And if you're not, you're not here. Mm-hmm. So find that breath that can be really calming, especially in like an anxious setting. If I'm out and I see something that triggers me, like, you know, even my girlfriend and I, we've got the, the sort of like a code word, like something's coming up. All right, I'm going to, I'm going to take a deep breath or I'm going to go somewhere else or just mm-hmm. remove myself from that situation. Um, so breath has been one of the most vital tools that's available to me all the time. I don't need to buy it. I don't need to, mm-hmm. you know, it's just one of those tools that's always there. So I like to, to let people know about that. And mm-hmm. on our community, we've got a ton of educational resources that can teach you how to breathe um, in different environments and settings. Um, and then, yeah, you know, cannabis has been a, a really great tool for me, but I want to throw in a, a little asterisk here and yeah. say that you can also abuse it and overuse it. And there were some seasons in my life where I actually needed that. You know, I was so just emotionally unregulated that I needed to overindulge. And I was just sort of at a, you know, more relaxed state of mind. I was able to think a little bit differently. But now I'm realizing like less is way more. And having being able to really optimally utilize these these tools has been has been really helpful because I'm in school full time and I'm doing different things. And so 
utilizing it for focus or for pain or for sleep. Like there are different ways to. And so educating myself on cannabis, it's not just cannabis where like, we know that's helpful, but how is that helpful? And then really understanding how that works for me. So I'd encourage everybody to sort of, you know, educate yourself on different terpenes and keep a little log of like what worked for you and what made you feel really anxious or uncomfortable and never touch that again. Mm-hmm. You know, like it's, it's a process. It's a, a definitely a learning process. And then lastly, I, I've got to say it, I, and I know it's, it's fairly new, but psychedelics, uh-huh. um, microdosing psilocybin has been a uh, game changer for my mind. Uh-huh. And there's a lot of evidence. There's a lot of studies that are coming out that are talking about what's actually happening in our brains. And, um, you know, it's really powerful. It's allowing me to maybe think about some things a little bit differently and not be so hung up on a certain way or a way that I felt like I needed to be. It allowed me to look at really just some of the conditioning that was in my life a little bit differently and learn what was serving me and what was not anymore. And from there kind of establish my true north. But it can also be very, very, very unsettling. And so making sure that you're having really safe parameters around the use, having a good container, integration processes, being with a community that you're able to talk about these modalities. And that, again, we can't go to the VA and talk about this. We can barely talk about cannabis with the VA. And so our community has an area where veterans can talk about these modalities and, hey, I've tried this. This has helped. Here's how I'm utilizing it. Um, So we found that it is it's not just necessary. It's absolutely essential and crucial for our community um, to have that place to to have these conversations. So those, I think, would be my three biggest game changers. There's so many things Uh that I think have have been really helpful for me. Hot and cold therapy are game changers. They, they have been unreal, but you know, it, I think just starting to explore some different things to get you uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Like I really found that like changing the state of your being will help you get out of your head. And if you're starting, you're depressed, you're laying around, get uncomfortable, get into your body and do something that's a little more challenging and mm-hmm. see if that changes your state of mind. Really good, Ron. I mean, those, I mean, those are, thank you for the yeah, reminding us all of that, right? The breath, um, really diving into the cannabis conversation with yourself, you know, like educating yourself, figuring out what works. Um, I loved how you shared, you know, during that, you know, there were times where it was like very overindulging was what was needed for your, for your, yeah, like where you were, for where you were, that was what was needed. And then now it's kind of like, all right, less is more and having, um, yeah, I mean, and I can only imagine, and then psilocybin, microdose and psilocybin has also been helpful. Those, those three pieces, explore, learn more, read about them, f- you know, f- find a safe container. I love that reminder, right? I think that sometimes can be the most, uh, most challenging, right? It's like, oh, well, I'm curious about this, but who, you know, is there somebody who offers this nearby? And, and because, you know, psilocybin specifically, right? It's still, they're still trying to figure, you know, like it's kind of, it's kind of like cannabis over the last decade, right? medical available now recreational starting starting to happen more often you know i'm definitely curious to know where the see where the psilocybin conversation goes yeah it's really wild i mean the entire psychedelic conversation there are so many different modalities there ayahuasca there's you know there's a lot of different modalities and, and it's it's all relatively the same when it comes to legality and really understanding how that's gonna come out i know there are a lot of research bills we're in we're involved in a lot of different um, conversations around the space and 
just trying to create the, the safest environment we can for people to experience this while it's completely illegal. And really the only way to, to legally access this is to go out of the country, uh-huh. um, which is not always a, a great option. So yeah, yeah it's yeah. difficult and ever evolving conversation. And, you know, and I want to make sure I say this for folks that are listening that don't know me. It's not like I went, this wasn't a six months after I started cannabis, I jumped right into psilocybin. Like this took time. It took yeah. a lot of time for me to understand that that may be something that I needed. I wasn't just like, you know what? People said this works. I'm going to do it. Like I took the time to understand my body a little bit more. I wanted to make sure that that was something that, because once you go there, you're not able to go back. I mean, you kind of, you're in it and you're going to start to, it's a little uncomfortable and you're going to start to uncover things and learn, but everything's uncomfortable. Being miserable and living in a life that you don't want to live in anymore is way more uncomfortable in my opinion. So mm-hmm. choose your discomfort and, and uh, make sure you do the education or receive the education that you can. There are a lot of really, 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 uh, educated people out there in the space. Yeah. Yeah. When you like the, I'm curious, cause you said you talked about the religious upbringing, you know, sound and, and you said, I mean, seriously, some Ooh. of the right and wrong stuff, right. The right and wrong stories that, I mean, I, I was sold some similar, similar, you know, just know it all righteousness stuff, you know, that was very intense. And like, that's part of really what I'm trying to choosing, trying (laughs) day to day, trying to heal, because I have this story of what, in order to be a faithful, loving servant of God, Mm. you know, like, 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 this is is what I have to be doing, you know, and it's like, no, that's, it's actually like, I can't even go golfing without feeling bad about it, Ron, you know what I'm saying? Like, because it's like, it's a waste of money. We're putting, uh, you know, pouring water on these golf courses. You know, I have all these like ridiculous, some of these ridiculous stories about perfectionism and like, what does a right, a righteous man supposed to do, you know? And it's like, yes, it man, sounds like you had a similar. I'm still dealing with it. I'm yeah. still the little judgmental Christian in my mind. And I'm like, shut up get out. Like, what are you talking about, dude? Like just love. That was the commandment given to us. Like it was never to judge. It was never to, to tear people apart and think about what they're doing right and wrong. And in reality, I'm like, then why in the world am I doing that to myself? Like I was literally so critical on everything, man. And I I believe like I went to Bible college. I was Mm -hmm. sold out to this man. Like I, I was a pastor for a while and I believed Mm -hmm. that like, this was the way this is it. Yeah. And I was really, really stuck on the fact that I'm in this institution working for a church. And I'm like, I hate myself. I am not what these people say I am. And I'm wrong. And I'm not doing these things. And I'm not living right. And it was like just a constant, constant state of shame, which I already had from the military. I didn't need any more. So there's that shame. There's that judgment. There's the uncomfortability. There's the me constantly questioning heaven and hell and all of these different things that are in the back of my mind. And, and man, that, that is, it's really difficult. And the most freeing time of my life was probably two and a half years ago. I met with a, uh, what is it called? A Unitarian, oh, Unitarian yeah. uh, chaplain. So yeah. he was sort of, he was through the VA. Yeah. And this guy gave me this document 
And it basically said there's an absolute and there's a question or and there's a questioning and then there's a not knowing. And he's like, we always when you when you arrive at the absolute, you're wrong. Like no one knows. And that just negates the wonder of God or source or spirituality or whatever. You're never going to know. And that's the point of it. Mm-hmm. And so like being in that exploratory phase of understanding and and striving to just be a better human he also gave me this list of spiritual disciplines or spiritual practices. Mm-hmm. And I'm looking through this and I'm like, I do these things. And like, yeah, Christianity gave me language for them. Mm-hmm. But really, in reality, they are things that we do just to be better people, self-care, to connect to a higher power. And, you know, you can that doesn't need to look like what everybody else is doing. It doesn't need to be in the in a up down, you know, Catholicism church in the pews. Like it doesn't need mm-hmm. to be. It can be. And that can be really beautiful if you're able to utilize that in the ways that are serving you. But it can also it can also be difficult to like incorporate that into like everyday life and understanding how to how to just be a a productive member of society. Mm -hmm. So I let a lot of these narratives that I had in my mind around what I was supposed to be and what people are, you know, what you're supposed to do and what's a man and what's morally right and what's wrong, all of that sort of stuff. And it's still really difficult because I'm like, sometimes I'm like, all right are you, am I going to hell? Because I'm like, you know what I mean? Like, I'm like, what is, what's going to happen here? And I'm, I, it does make me scared, but I'm like, at the end of the day, man, I love God with everything in me. And I would not uh-huh. be here without that. And I am still extremely spirit led. And uh-huh. that may sound weird for people and I, it's whatever, but like yeah. at the end of the day, like, that's what kept me alive is the uh-huh. fact that I know that I have purpose and calling on my life. And I don't always know what that looks like at all. And I'm not always nailing it, but uh-huh. I'm trying to take the steps. I'm trying to connect to source when I can through the spiritual disciplines to be able to to find some peace myself it, mm-hmm. it's something for me coming from that more uh, pastoral world I find great comfort in worship and prayer and meditation and being in nature and fasting and mm-hmm. you know some of these different things that I had done uh, on a spiritual it doesn't go away because you're not a Christian anymore you're not mm-hmm. subscribing to that it's all still there mm-hmm. um, I really got I got really messed up when I had realized in Christianity, you're like, that is the way, the way, the truth, like, like, there's no other religion that's right. They're all wrong. You're right. And then I'm like, I'm starting to meet all of these people. Veterans are all people. They are every religion. They are every race, ethnicity, background. It's beautiful. And I start meeting these people that subscribe to different religions than me. And I'm like, wait a second. We're literally all talking about the exact same thing here. Like you're just using different language to talk about it. Uh-huh. So like, I was like, why, why is there this disconnect with religion and what's actually happening with our, our source and connection? And, you know, so I, I do again, here we go back into that system of control. Mm-hmm. Religion is a great tool to control mass amounts of people. And mm-hmm. I think it is necessary mm-hmm. and it can also be super helpful in finding a community of like-minded people that are striving to be better that are striving to, to, you know, connect with source. Like there's nothing wrong with that. It's really beautiful. Mm-hmm. But when it becomes a judgmental, give us all your money, you're doing it wrong. If you're not doing this, like all of those sort of things starts to be really uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. And I didn't like it. It wasn't serving me at all. Mm-hmm. And I chose to sort of step away from that. And so it gets really weird. I have a lot of pastoral friends that follow me. I've had people say, are you, you're heretical or you're the antichrist or any of this weird shit. And I don't get it, man. I'm like, I just, I just like, 
I want to find some joy and peace in my life. I'm not trying to like persuade people to, to quit or whatever. I just want people to think about what they're doing and like, make sure that it's, it's right for them. You know, Mm. like just question Mm. it. Don't just do it because mass amounts of people do it. Mm -hmm. Like question what is truly serving you and what's really helping you grow or move forward. And, and don't just be stuck in the bubble. I was in that bubble, man. Like, you, when you're in it, you don't see anything outside of it at all, whether you're in the military or a religion or a club. I encourage you, if you're in some sort of a community, look outside of that community as well. Make mm-hmm. sure you know what's going on outside in the real world and things that are happening and, and be able to integrate that into what you've got going on. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I'm rambling again, dude, but that is. Dude, this is like I love you. I love your rambling. Man. I love your rambling. <laughs> yeah, dude. Oh, that's some that's oh thanks for dropping me in on that i was definitely curious like because i yeah i mean uh yeah i remember graduating from college man and i just was like just came back and just was judge judge everybody like it was just like nobody's living life correctly you know whatever that was you know it was just like people are driving fancy cars they're doing it incorrectly people are you know like partying too much on the weekend they're doing this world exactly i just got so hung up on that story man and it's like so I, yeah so how to shift out of that i mean cannabis has been a has been a huge healer for me where it's helped me really let go of a lot of that and like come out into this cannabis and traveling right i mean like you and you said you start meeting all these different people and you're like oh my gosh love right those people want love too those people want to feel safe too those people want to you know um you know, we're not wanna, so different here. Not so different. Not so different. Like, yeah, no. So, but I love that, that the invitation, like to, if here's your box, Hey, just take a peek out there. Right. Um, right. Take a peek Stay out there. Like, box, see, but just yeah. look. <laughs> yeah. It's okay to look. It's not gonna, yeah. It's not gonna hurt you. No. I, I remember I studied in Jerusalem, like, cause I was thinking religious studies, um, like getting a master's in religious studies dropped out after a semester but while i was there i remember some, there were some uh there were some christians there that just i didn't believe correctly you know and it was just like though you know here's to the journey of asking questions and being curious and like allowing people the space to be themselves right i mean i think that's one of the things that just i just was so sick of like literally feeling like i got pushed up against a wall and was like you are not believing right you need to believe it this way (laughs) you know and it was just like is that really what this has come to like come on y'all like love is way beyond that love is way beyond that it's not so we're not stressing out about anyway for me anyway i can't i can't stress out about what's next and what's next i mean when i have some you know when i'm you know, enjoying a cannabis, cannabis night with my wife or something. And we're dancing out here, listening to music in our own little bubbles. And, and I'm just like, this is heaven. (laughs) I'm like, actually, this is heaven, you know, like, um, or chatting with you right now. I feel like I'm in heaven, you know, like I really, like, I'm (laughs) like, sorry, we're like waiting for some, something out there. And I'm not saying there isn't bliss beyond. Um, but I want to believe that I want to believe that everybody's going to be welcome at that table. I choose for that. I had, a, I had a tough time. I had a tough time swallowing the fact that 
all my friends that had served their country that committed suicide were burning in hell. Like that was, I think, one of the, the, the most difficult the most difficult things for me to chew and swallow. Right. Okay. Come on now. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Come on now. Exactly. I mean, I got chills when you said that. That's just not, sorry, folks. <laughs> if you haven't heard yeah. it before, just so you know, that's just not real. It's just not real. Yeah. Good. Oh man. Oh, well, so balanced veterans network rocking and rolling on that sorting through the day-to-day i mean it sounds like it's a day-to-day conversation with yourself just your own healing um yeah i love i love the the three moda- three modalities and it sounds like you're just oh that one that didn't hit like let me s- rotate to the next tool and i think that that's um you know i've been in like the essential oils world for the last 15 years and um i want to keep communicating to people like that's a tool, you know, that's a tool, just like freaking eating a salad is a tool, just like, you know, it's like, so there's so many tools. Dude, it sure is. And there's so much, I, I love that you brought up essential oils because yeah. love it. I mean, terpenes yeah. are what bring that essential in there and all plants and like understanding that like plants can heal and help you like mm-hmm. utilizing those. It's man, it's, that was one of the best decisions of my life going like fully plant-based around two and a half years ago and just trying to be more conscious about what I'm eating and what you're putting into your body and, you know, utilizing essential oils and different, different things to kind of help. It's, it works. It's not, not snake oil. Right. Right. Yeah, exactly. It totally, it's like the, just continuing that. Yeah. I love, and I also, I loved how you shared just the acts like access. You know, I think that some, one of my, you know, one of my biggest passions is like figuring out how in this next five, 10 years is like, continuing to just want to provide access to everyone. Like I'm so tired. Like, it's like, you know, I want to, I like hosting retreats, but um, I want everybody to be able to come to the retreat. Right. It's like, like it needs to be accessible. Right. Or it's the um, yeah. I mean like you guys helping, helping people like get medical cards. Right. It's like, how do we make this accessible? Um, Healthy food in like inner cities. Like, again, I know there's a lot of people doing work in this space as to how do we make wellness modalities more accessible. But I mean, man, if I, if somebody said, Hey, here's a grand a day to like get the, you know, to utilize, to make the world a better place. I literally would be like focused on wellness tools. I would just be like, all right, submit an application. We're going to hook you up with some freaking what like medicine, like wellness tools, because there's so much, like, we're going to get you a massage. We're going to order you some, some uh, food and we're going to get it delivered to your house. We're going to, you know, like we're going to make sure you get your cannabis covered this month or, you know, like, so I, I feel like we have a similar, like we got to, this has got to be more accessible, right? We've got to help people um, have access. Absolutely. And really, I mean, in our community, all of our leaders are very similar to me. I mean, we're all, we're all going through our healing journey and they like some of the folks on our team, I mean, our vice president's missing his leg. We've got folks that were on way more pharmaceuticals. We've got, you know, like, so there are, there are so many different folks and I think it's just so beautiful to see people wanting to get better. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it, having this place where we've got the resources, education for all kinds of different stuff, you know, mm-hmm. the, there's a whole fitness side. There's a, there's a bunch of different things that you can try. And a lot of these modalities I never heard of, you know, before three, four years ago. And so now it's like, how do we introduce that to some folks that 
one, I thought it was weird. You know, like totally. to be honest with you, I'm like hippy dippy. I'm not into any of that shit. This yeah. is weird. Even when I first met Vic, we had some we had some tension because I'm like, all right, I'm coming from like conservative Christian, a little smidge of Republican there. And I'm yeah. like, who the hell are you? This hippy dippy, you know, whatever. And I was, <laughs> totally. I that. But, yeah, 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 know, totally. She, she has she has really been instrumental in me learning about some of these modalities as well. And so and just being able to then normalize that and say, hey, this is not weird. This is so helpful. And being able to incorporate some of these things. And, you know, it's it, I, I get made fun of sometimes because I, you know, these veterans sit down meditating. I'm a little more on the a little more in touch with my feminine side, but I'm so OK with it, man. I believe yes. it. It's what keeps us alive and being able to, to get in touch with our emotions and not realize they're not us we're just experiencing them allow mm. them to pass there are modalities that can help them be a little less intense mm. um but it man it's it took a long time it took mm. a long time for me to to get to a more comfortable place mm-hmm. and that's like that for everyone i mean you you people are just coming to some of these modalities for the first time today and we know that there are so many veterans that even just need the education around cannabis or some of these other things that they're not thinking about it because of that built up stigma or because of what their conditioning was being, you know, raised. And so really it's all of our leaders are just living their lives out loud and we're showing what's utilized, what's worked for us. We're showing, you know, our healing journeys in the public, in our community and folks are asking questions and then they're trying it. And it's just really, it's, I've never seen anything like this and it's just beautiful. It is, you know, we're just cheering each other on for getting better. Yes. Oh man. So, so important. So important to have that, have that support system and to like, right. Cause it, I mean, you seen like, even just seeing Vicky, like choose a habit or choose a tool, right. It's like, Hmm. It just is a reminder. Like when Sarah goes out on a walk in the morning, leaves her phone at home. I'm like, Oh shit. That's good. That's, real, that's good. real good. I'm like, that's real good. Yeah. I need to go on a walk without my phone, you know, like you just, <laughs> be with the earth, you know, like it's easy to just feel like I got to take that thing everywhere, you know, like paying attention and then like get like gaining little, little insights and little helpful nuggets from what those people around you. Right. I mean, it's such a, yeah. So thankful you guys are doing the work you're doing such a, such, such a need. All right. So as you, um, all right. So the world has got a couple questions to close the world um, sometimes feels a little overwhelming to me. Sometimes I just want to be high every day because I'm overwhelmed by like, <laughs> I just want to have, I want to overindulge because I'm like, dear Lord, what the heck is going on with this world? Like, uh, yeah. and you know, whatever rabbit holes I've gone down, maybe I've gone down a few too many, but how do you, yeah. Talk, talk to me about hope, right? T- talk to me about hope amidst the, you know, again, I'm not, I'm not one to spend a lot of time on the news. I've actually had to, I've cut back this year to try to rebuild my hope, <laughs> like to regrow yeah. my hope, you know, but what, how do you, how do you maintain your hope just for like, it, yeah. That was a really great suggestion. Turn your TV off. Mm-hmm. You know, the news, the news was created to keep us in fear. And I believe not, not always it's to get us information, but the majority of it is negative and it's, it's fear-based and it's, you know, it keeps us in that constant state of, of, I don't know, stimulation. We're constantly looking at something and we're constantly, you know, needed somewhere or we need to do something or there's never enough time in a day and there's all of the stimulation that's happening. And so again, um, finding myself and getting in touch with like those, 
those present moments where I'm actually present, whether I'm playing with my dog or I'm on a hike or I'm walking, like that is living, not the other way. And so I've also realized that I have gotten so focused on my healing that I wasn't living. And so really take the time to incorporate being present and like find joy in whatever that is for you. It's different for everybody. It could be something that people will judge you for. Who cares? Do that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like find what works for you and, and um, don't apologize for it. But it's, it's, it's that. I think it's removing from the stimulus because it's always there. I mean, in our lives, we're needed. We've got relationships to maintain and jobs to withhold and mental health to throw in there and trauma and all of the outside circumstances from the news and everything that's going on. And so, you know, just trying to find what your truth is. I find that through meditation. I find that through, you know, just, just connecting in, on a walk or a hike. Um, music sometimes will get me offline enough to just sort of enter in. So mm-hmm. finding again, having modalities to be able to find that peace, find that hope, mm-hmm. but also not being so like sometimes our minds will play tricks on us to the point where you're just like, everything's miserable. I'm miserable. I don't feel good. I blah, blah, blah. When in reality, you're just so focused on it that like, get out of it, like get Mm. out of your head, try to do something, get into your body and move Mm. and um, try to maybe see if that will pass. And sometimes it doesn't. That's when, you know, you may need to bring in some professional help or Mm -hmm. get a little bit further in the modalities, but I I have recognized that it usually passes if I'm able to distract myself with something that's healthy or, Mm -hmm. you know, change my state of being, I'll I'll get past it, but it's tough, man. You like, Mm -hmm. you said it, it is, everything Mm -hmm. is just chaotic and Mm -hmm. really every single person's against each other. We're divided. People are Mm -hmm. arguing on social media and they want to be right. And they've got an opinion. And, you know, I sort of, I sort of just let some of that stuff go. I really don't care. I don't care to share my opinion much anymore. I just mm-hmm. want to like live. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Every time you share something, somebody has, you know, an opposite against it, or they don't agree. And that's fine. Uh-huh. It's just also protect your time, protect your energy, what you choose to engage with and not, yeah. and be really focused on that. Yeah. 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 So hope, hope is almost like, it's like just being very aware, being very aware of like, all right, we're, we're, what's like bringing the energy into our being, right? We're like, and then what's zapping it and pulling away? You know, it's like, okay, if, you know, watching that movie brings the energy, sweet, you know, like rock and roll, like enjoy, enjoy watching that movie. But if it like freaking brings more weight, more, you know, like, yeah. So I, I think just whatever, whatever decisions, just kind of being aware of like, all right, energetic, the energetic fuel or the, or the energetic depletion, right? It's like, okay. No, that's, that's really good. You are mm-hmm. what you feed yourself, whether mm-hmm. food or your mind, like you've got to be conscious about what you're putting in and what you're reading, what you're viewing, what you're watching. Again, if it's always the news, of course, you're living in a state of fear. Yeah. Philadelphia just went back to a back we're going backwards like uh-huh. in this whole pandemic and again it's like they're they're creating this fear everybody's scared and the numbers are on the rise and all of that sort of stuff when in reality is you've just got to you've got to find yourself and what you're comfortable with and and that's been that has been very challenging i think for everybody in the last couple of years because really during that pandemic for me i mean that we were just trying to entertain ourselves there's nothing to do you're just trying to figure it out and that created a lot of really mental distress our 
you know, folks that didn't have mental health or anxiety now do. <laughs> and I think that it's just understanding that again, it's the stimulation. It's what we're feeding ourselves in, in all ways. You know, every single action has a consequence, good or bad. So you, you pick your, your consequence. Mm-hmm. Totally. Totally. Yeah. I've definitely realized like there are some rabbit, some rabbit holes that I, that I would, I'll go down. Like you watch your, I watch my YouTube, right? I'll watch my like YouTube uh, suggestions, like the suggested, suggested videos to watch. It's yeah. just humorous. It's humorous. Cause I'm like, Oh shit, I need to stop watching those. <laughs> like, why do why did I bite? You know, like I, Oh, five minutes of that. And then like, next thing I know other stuff's popping up. I'm like, okay, not the rabbit hole that I want to make space for today. You know? So I think, I think we can all, that's a huge reminder to all of us. Like again, living, right. You said living, um, healing, living, right. That it's like, what what's what's bringing more of that right what's bringing that present moment and like you talked about out on a hike am i there am i there right i think the, and that's the the ongoing conversation for all of us right it's like i'm 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 afraid that we're not there very often you know yeah. it's like oh man fake it till you make it tell oh, yourself you're there you yeah. know like yeah. I'm, I'm gonna be happy today I'm, yeah. I'm blah 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 like you know mantras things like that whatever you need to do to to really tell yourself it it's tough man that, yeah. that i'm miserable sometimes like that yeah. hope thing is really tough i take yeah. on a lot of heavy conversations that feeds into my relationships it feeds into everything and so i have to be intentional in my practices of like all right clearing that out that's not me i'm yeah. not I'm not taking this on. I am happy today, yep. you know, and it's, it's, it's way easier to talk about than actually do, you know, yep. we're here on a podcast. We're well put together and presented, but to be honest with you, you know, like it can be a real shit show sometimes. Oh, totally. I do totally. not always nail it. Totally. <laughs> totally. hundred percent. Yeah. It's definitely a one day at a time, one day at a time experience, right? One hour at a time. One this. hour. Right. <laughs> it's like, okay. And don't click or, or, you know, yeah. like, Put the phone over there. Oh man. Yeah. I'm with you. I'm with you. Definitely on the, in, in process, right. In process. And I think that's the, yeah. Cheers. I mean, cheers to It's a good place to be. Yeah. Right. It is. It is. Um, All right. To close as you're, as you think about, all right. So you got, we got 20,000 people in in the building. You're the last keynote presenter. Um, yeah. What do you, what do you want to, what are a couple nuggets you want to leave listeners today? What, what are like two or three nuggets do you want people to chew on um, and get curious about where people are going to walk out, walk out and be like, all right, yeah, Ron, that was a great, you know, whatever. So whatever, whatever flows out, no pressure, no well, pressure. Dude. You've already shared so many beautiful nuggets throughout. So it's not, you know, like, and if, it, if you repeat something sweet, um, but just something for all of us to kind of walk away with. Well, shoot, man, 20,000 people. I'm probably in the back throwing up in a trash can somewhere. But to be (laughs) honest with you, uh, you know, no pressure. Um, You know, there's a few things and and this is ever evolving for me because what our priorities are and what we think matters changes. And I really I realized like the biggest thing for me was no one is coming to save me. And so like, you can listen to that keynote speaker, you can listen to the therapist, you can take the things, do the things, but if you're not ready or you're not willing to make the changes, and I mean, I don't, you could lie to me, you can say you're ready, but if you're really not ready, that's between you and whatever you believe in, 
you got to be ready. You got to want to make those changes and, and change is possible, but it's not easy and it is, it can be very difficult. And so again, but so is staying stuck. And so is staying hopeless and miserable, you know? So it's, it's a matter of, of finding your truth and what you're looking for. The other thing is, um, when you strip every person's constructs away, their religion, their upbringing, their job, their accolades, their titles, their whatever, we're all the same. We all do the exact same things. We all experience the same gamut of emotions. We all have similar opportunities. Obviously there are, there are, you know, there's oppression and things that are in place and all that sort of stuff. But at the end of the day, we should just be loving each other and learning to, like you said earlier, listen, like listen, actively listen to people, empathetically listen to people and try to hear what they're trying to say. Because I really do believe that a majority of the conflict in our world is a missed communication. It's people not understanding each other. And we come into these situations thinking that you're going to understand me, but you don't realize that there's a ton of upbringing behind you. And there's a lot of conditioning and there's a whole different life behind you than there is behind me. And so you may not always understand what I'm saying. Um, and so asking those clarifying questions and getting to resolving conflict more than just writing people off, canceling them, hating them, moving on, whatever. Um, I found that it's really important to try to understand people and, you know, in our community, you, you know, we've got folks that come in crisis and they'll say mean things or they'll do whatever. And we're there to listen, understand, be empathetic and to genuinely show people that they are not alone and they are cared about. Even though you are alone, no one's coming to save you. We're here to like we're, we're here to support you. But the work is on you and mm -hmm. taking those steps and putting in the effort to to change is, is what it takes. Um, what to say two or three. So that was two, uh, three. Mm -hmm. I'm trying to think. Mm -hmm. Kiss. Keep it simple. Stupid. It does not need to be complicated when you are, are on your, on your healing journey, or you're looking to make a change in your life. You don't need to go do all the things, do the fast and the juicing and the acupuncture and the massage and the, and the ice bath and the sauna and everything all at once, because you're probably never going to actually do any of that, you know, but if you can find some things that you actually enjoy, pick a few of those regular modalities that help you with your self-care and incorporate those regularly and stay consistent, you can build a really beautiful life and, and start to change your state of being and feel a lot better. Um, but it's, it can be overwhelming because everyone's talking about the next big thing or the next trend, or you read a wellness article that's, I need to try that, or I need to do this, do what works and yeah. be consistent with it. Yeah. Um, so kiss, keep it simple, stupid, mm. doesn't need to be complicated. Mm. And that's, I think that's it, man. I'm rambling. <laughs> That was that was delicious. That was amazing. That was, ama that was amazing. That was amazing. That was amazing. We'll leave it at that. And we'll we'll close with this. Uh, those of you who joined today for episode 37 with Ron Millward uh, of this Our Healing Voices podcast and YouTube channel, just know that um, yeah, we're we're grateful to be on the journey with you. Like we I think we all are, I think we're all kind of starting to realize like if this dude doesn't change, like doesn't, isn't willing to make the shifts, my relationship doesn't have the potential to get better. If this is, if this is the errand for the next 40 years, right. I want to, I want to continue like, so wherever you're at on your journey, may we just continue to know that we're not alone in this transformation journey and to be gentle with ourselves as we're walking through it 
that it like I loved I love that piece, man, where it's like you don't have to do it all. Like, stop, stop, <laughs> like c- calm down, calm down, just make a couple little shifts, you know. So just know that we're cheering you on, Ron. I'm so grateful for the work you're doing um, day in and day out and the love you're bringing to people and, and the hope you're bringing to people with the work you're doing. So um, thank you to, uh, yeah, to your, to your whole group. Um, yeah, just really, really thankful for the Balance Veterans Network that you started and all the work you guys are doing. Um, those of you who want to connect with him, um, I will make sure I have all of his details in the description. Um, so you'll be able to access that. Um, and you can also do your own, like, like he shared earlier, Balanced Veterans Network, look that up on Google and, and dive in, whether you feel moved to donate, support, or get education um, and, and, and receive support. So blessings, Ron. I'm so grateful, dude. Thanks for making yeah. it happen today. Appreciate what a conversation. You. Thank you so Appreciate much. Appreciate you. Yeah, dude. I look forward to the next, I look forward to the next, uh, next drop in yeah. maybe w- when we're out on the East coast, um, at some point we'll, we'll be able to link up yeah, if, you got, or if you guys person. come to San Diego for sure or out to the, out to Cali or Arizona, just definitely let me know. Definitely brother. Appreciate All right. It. All right. Take care. Thanks.